Thanks for tuning in to the Glossy Podcast. I'm your host, Jill Manoff, and today I sit down with Eleanor Haycock, founder and CEO of Year of Ours, and also Alejandra Hernandez, the brand's head designer and also a celeb stylist. Launched in 2016, Year of Ours is an LA-based brand focused on activewear that's versatile, comfortable, size-inclusive, and fashionable. Though self-funded, it produces most of its clothing at its headquarters and has managed to double its revenue every year. I wanted to dig into its successful business strategies across the board and, of course, ask Alejandra about styling SZA and Brittany. <laughs> Welcome to you, Eleanor. Hi. Thanks for having us. So glad you're here. And hi, Alejandra. How are you? Hi. Thanks for having us. Thanks for being here. I mean, does everybody feel the need to say bitch after Brittany? I was like, I need to ask Alejandra about styling Brittany, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> so funny. No, you're actually the first person that's... <laughs> That's it's done, just me. Done, added the the bitch, but I love it. <laughs> right on. Well, let's jump in. Let's circle back to the very beginning, which P.S. I'm such a fan. I love the fashion twist on activewear that actually adds a lot of interest in this crowded space. Um, but Eleanor, what is your background uh, prior to 2016 that led you to to driving this whole thing? Yeah. So my background is actually manufacturing and fabric. I did a lot of development there. Pretty much got really into um, domestic production and got to the point where we decided to start a brand. <laughs> long, sto <Right? laughs> long story short, um, I think the drive behind the brand really was not being able to find something in the market that fit myself, um, a pretty active woman and also 5'11 and have curves and just nothing was suitable at the time. So where we got right here. On. And how did you find each other? Alejandra, were, did you know of the brand or you were there from the get-go? We actually, Eleanor and I have been friends for a long time because we were both working really young for companies ran by men and we just became friends. You know, she was in sales at the time, but also manufacturing. And I was on a design side of another company and um, we've just been really close friends ever since. Probably we were 21, I think. So um, at the end of 2015, Eleanor was at my house, like just being a girlfriend and helping me decorate my house for Christmas. And she said she wanted to start this brand and have this opportunity, blah, blah, blah. And she would love, you know, if I to know if I'd be interested in heading up design and I said yes. And then we had a few other conversations over lunch and we started developing um, what would become Year of Ours. Um, it'll be seven years ago, March 1st, since the first time I, I stepped foot in, in our factory. Yeah, oh my gosh, it's quite an accomplishment this day and age. Go ahead, Eleanor. Yeah, I think um, bringing on Alejandra, you know, she had such experience with styling, but also such a great experience with vintage sportswear in general, which was really the original inspiration behind the brand back in 2016. So I couldn't think of a better person who had that knowledge. Um, and obviously we're friends, so it worked out really well. It's always lovely to work yeah. with your friends. Um, so yeah, it's a great partnership. Yeah. Well, tell me about the size of the business. Um, now you've grown beyond your two founders, two to three founders, three and your base outside of LA. Yes. Tell me about the size of the company. You know, we keep the team pretty small still. We only have about 12 employees, but um, everyone, you know, is just 
fantastic at their job. We've kept the team really tight and purposeful. We try to grow pretty organically overall. We've had experience with people offering, you know, to invest or VC capital, but it wasn't really something we we're interested in just because we didn't want to become this one and done brand, which I feel like a lot of those models kind of hit. Um, and so it's just been really organic and and just so nice too that we've been able to kind of control the brand and what we do and we get to do what we like and you know, we do a lot of events or have ambassadors or get to cast certain people or partnerships that maybe we wouldn't be able to do otherwise. I think Eleanor and I know what happens when those outside investments come in and we both really love the company still. So, you know, it's kind of scary because you just know that when that happens, you step out, you know, like you're saying, like losing control and I don't think we're ready for that yet because we, we're still really loving what we're doing. Yeah, and we still have so much you. more to do, I think, too. It, for yeah. sure. I think we're just getting started and really knowing what the brand is, which is insane after seven years. it's We're going through something right now and really just seeing what the fr- footprint's going to look like in the industry and where we're going with it um, after all this education for the last seven years. So super exciting. It is exciting. I, I feel like we are the same age, glossy and year of ours. You probably launched around the same time and I feel you. It just feels like you're just getting started for sure. Um, Eleanor, talk about the manufacturing. Like I read somewhere that 80% of your um, production is happening in the U.S. Um, and what's happening internally at your headquarters? Uh, I, this is a rare, rare setup that I'm I'm thinking you're going to tell me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I think that's where we're really lucky and and uh, have the capabilities to do so much with our own factory here in El Monte, California. Um, We get to do sampling really quick. Our fits are very specific. There's items that we, Ollie can chime in on this, but have fit maybe two times, some of them 10 times. We're just super specific about every measurement that goes out of the factory. Um, I think quality control is huge. And just from my background in domestic production and fabrics, it was kind of a must as we started. And I think that there is a difference in the quality um, from being able to have that control. Yeah. Ali, what would you say about the, is it still extra small to um, maybe double X and the importance of, yes, overseeing that directly, the fit, the quality, the stretch, every bit? Well, actually, we do offer extra, extra small, and we are launching Curve, so um, we will go beyond X- XL, and um, yeah, I think that de- be- being able to be here in the factory and like fit so much directly with the pattern maker and people you know who are doing our production really helps because we can just fix everything on the spot you know, opposed to like sending things out and waiting. And it's just like more of a hands-on experience. It's more organic, you know, and we really pride ourselves on the fact that we fit it ourselves, you know, like Eleanor's in the fittings as well. Like, like we really, really, really are hands-on with it. And I think if we didn't have the domestic side of the business, it wouldn't be possible to be so, you know, really hands-on. Yeah. So it is, um, employees that are trying it on, not traditional fit models, yeah? Or a combination? No, we have we have we do have a fit model, but we also 
test the product ourselves, like whether it's a new fabric or a new style or a new way we want to, you know, perfect our waistbands. Like we, we try things on, we will make grade them up in our sizes too. And that's also, I don't know if other companies do that, but we really, really try to do that as much as possible. Like I wear a size medium, sometimes a large, Eleanor wears sometimes a large, sometimes an XL. Our fit model is a small, our tech designer sometimes wears like a two X, uh, um, you know, so it's it's really, really important that we do it ourselves. What production is not happening in the U.S.? What's that remaining 20%, Eleanor? Um, so really, as we started expanding the brand about two years ago, we started bringing in wovens. So our tennis skirts, our outerwear, jackets, sweaters, um, any kind of accessory as far as like a hat or, you know, a fanny pack. We pretty much have to do overseas at this point. You can do some of it domestic, but it gets really expensive. So I think we'd be priced out of the market if we tried. Um, So really just things that we pretty much have to be doing overseas at this point. For sure. Well, tell me about the breakdown. Was Were wholesale partners really instrumental in kind of getting the brand out, getting the word out? Um, were you also digital advertising or were you kind of one was serving the the role of the other? Yeah, I feel like we've done everything under the sun over the last seven years, but we were really set up as a wholesale business. We came in knowing that we had the factory, knowing that we wanted pre-booked to hit production minimums, being a new business, not having tons of funding behind us. We knew we didn't want to stock, you know, you have to stock so much as a DDC brand, especially to start. So we had some amazing partners, you know, that, that backed us, I think starting probably year two. We started getting Revolve, and then it started growing from there into like the Equinox, the Soul Cycle, the Carbon 38s, Bandiers. And a lot of them have stayed with us and been so supportive as partners. Um, I think they're a great advertising outlet for us too, because they have people, you know, that are only shopping on their site. Um, and this year is actually where we are starting to dig way more into DDC. So we've always kind of had Instagram ads, but we're putting a lot towards it. Um in 2023. Okay, great. And they were relying or coming to you a lot. What was your thought about like working with them throughout the pandemic uh, in particular? Um, I just know there were a lot of like order cancellations. And I mean, you really had that going for you that you were able to uh, man your own production and control that. But yeah, I mean, is that one reason you're going more direct to consumer? Because I guess kind of safeguarding, but go ahead. No, no, actually. Um, I think for wholesale, yeah. I think that March of 2020, whew, people were like, okay, I got to stop my orders. We don't know what's happening. And it was it was crazy. But I think that was for almost every brand. We were lucky that we were in the segment of leisure and activewear. So we ended yeah. up turning very quickly that people were, no, I need the order. I need a rebook. Our website went up. You know, I think this, this happened a lot with activewear brands. Um, DDC grew organically because people were just looking for sweats, leggings, anything they could live in at home, which was amazing. But I knew too, that this wasn't going to be the model you could base your company off of for the next two, three years, because this is going to end at some point, right? Like people are not going to be living in sweatpants and leggings past this, this pandemic. Yes, they, they'll wear them, but it's not going to be the same demand. So we didn't really focus on DDC, um, Really until like the middle of last year was when we said, okay, we're, we're adding these new parts of our business. You know, we are launching swim next month. We have sweaters, the outerwear, like I mentioned, and other, you know, lounge and body stuff. And I think just having our own voice and showing a customer what that is, 
is really important to do from our perspective. Otherwise, we are relying on retailers to tell that story. And you can only go so far with that. Alejandra, for you, I feel like the pressure, like your work is cut out for you. I mean, you clearly have a knack, but in terms of like, um, I would say cutting through the noise, so many brands, there was some wild number in a story I just wrote that like 200 brands have entered the activewear space (laughs) since 2019 um, in the US. But yes, in terms of standing out, um, I'm sure it's more so about then the design, there's community, there's all that that we can talk about. But yeah, on the design front, do you feel that? I mean, yeah, I think that we, when we started, we were probably, I don't know. I don't know anyone else that was doing it the way we were doing it. Like uh, there were brands that, you know, were doing more interesting and, you know, fashion focused active wear, but it just wasn't for the girl that, you know, it, it wasn't so inclusive. You know what I mean? Like, it's like I could buy a legging and it was like a medium, but it fit like an extra small. So I think like that's what made us different is like our fit um, mixed in with our aesthetic and our colors, you know, like it was impossible to find just like a, you know, a neutral colored high-waisted legging that actually went, stayed up you know? So I think like our, you know, now seven years later, there are more active wear companies. There are other brands like doing active wear, but we're just, I guess like, what's that expression, you know, like, uh, like just, I I don't know. We're not really like, yeah, we're just, it's like, we're just, they can do it, but we're confident that the way we're doing it is like still authentic to us. You know what I mean? Like it's very, um, like, we just think differently. Cool. Go ahead. I think we do, just do, think do, differently. Do, yeah, we just think we differently. We really do. It's like Apple, you know, over here. Um, but no, really, I think it's just that we don't Yeah, have, that's a good... Yeah, we do. <laughs> we just do what we feel like we would be great for us and for our customer. But we don't have this, you know, overbearing person saying, you have to do this or you have to do this. Be like this brand. Be like that brand. And I think a lot of brands get stuck in that. Um to 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 follow yeah. people that are successful and but also like a lot of you know back to what you're saying with the other brands like we talk about this all the time like we'll see a brand do active because that's not active because they want to hit those numbers and that customer and we'll also see active brands do things that are not active like you know incorporating denim or something that just doesn't make sense and I'm like why like you know, why are they adding that? So that's what's different from us is like, we tried to stay true to what our customer is actually buying from us, needs from us, you know? Um, And that's just, so our growth in our brand is, is not random. Like if we're adding different categories, it's because our cut, we're, we we're living with our customer. And we're really thinking about it. And will this be successful for this customer? Like, does this make sense? Like, yeah. like denim, like men's, like footwear does not make sense for us. You know, it's not something we're interested in. And I think yeah. that's been off the table. But how can we grow with our customer and give her better products in maybe different categories that's missing right now? And how do we grow with that? And I'll, I'll also add, I think Alejandra 
is very much has her you know finger on the pulse with fashion and that helps a lot with design direction well swimwear is also very crowded and part of leaning there or going there obviously there are a lot there's a lot of overlap with activewear is it have to do with those fit issues that are so common um or tell me why swimwear is a fit yeah i think swim is a natural progression for us um I think it's very similar fabrications as well. You know, they're nylon spandex, poly spandex. And the fit problem, you know, I have the same problem with swimwear I like I did with leggings seven years ago. So it's it's just time that we, you know, go into it. Well, tell me about this community that you've built. I know you have some great ambassadors that you maybe, um, you know, have relied on for the long term. Um, how instrumental are they? Um and what else goes into fueling this this active, loyal community? Yeah, I think um, for us, the community is really the customer and touching base with the customer. We are putting more focus on it, too, as we've developed it. Um, we're kind of straying away from doing influencer events or, you know, I don't think you'll ever see us do an influencer retreat or trip just because it doesn't really connect with the ethos of the brand. I think it's not inclusive at all to do those things. And I think they're great for marketing. You get eyeballs on it. Of course, they work for a lot of other brands, but for us, it doesn't. So having these real trainers and these real women be spokespeople for the brand, I think is really important as we grow. And um, the events are a huge element too, you know, having these consumer facing events like our tennis club. We just did a workout series with Bandier, which has been really fun. And just having these different opportunities to connect with our customer. In a healthy way. I love that. Did I read you're doing something for Super Bowl? There's like a game day. Fun, yeah. Fun time. Yes. <laughs> yeah. What is that? It's going to be a morning workout uh, at Bandier and we're, we're, everyone's getting football sets. So that will be really fun, of course. Um, and yeah, just kind of a morning Super Bowl workout, which I feel like we've always wanted to do something around Super Bowl. And yeah, finally this year we got something on the books. <laughs> P.S. I mean, it feels very authentic to the, to the brand, just considering your styles. But these football leggings are everything. Are those a bestseller? They're so good. Yeah, I think they've been the bestseller, right? Since like our first, that's what set us apart. I think that was like the superstar starting from our first season because no one was, you, you didn't see anything like that. And I see other people try lace-up leggings and stuff, but sorry, ours are better. <laughs> There's a lot that For goes sure. No, I'm just kidding. There's a lot. There's a lot. There's a lot that, yeah, like we really worked on that. We're still working on that fit. Like it, you know, I mean, it's pretty consistent, but we are always trying it in new fabrics and maybe like a new color and a fabric we've already ran that might, you know, vary a little bit in the stretch or whatever so we you know it's it's a work in progress all the time yeah and even like adding the 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 football bra like which now like now it's a full set like we didn't have that until probably like three years in so um so yeah so we're always the football set and legging is always evolving. Our Veronica legging is also really popular. Our Veronica legging is also really popular. Yeah. The crossways. Which one is that? Crossways. Yeah. Yes. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. Have, have you guys leaned into TikTok? Is that, I would think that was like a hot TikTok thing. Oh, it's hard. I think Eric, I'm not even going to mention this. You can take that off. <laughs> I think other brands kind of did it and exploded off of it after we had it out. But um, TikTok's hard. You know, it's, I think it's great for a younger demographic and it's, it's just really hard to track on there and get content. 
that feels or like feels good for the brand without being too corny. But we're trying. For sure. <laughs> Alejandra, tell me about your where you're getting, I guess, inspiration um, for your designs, um, but also working with celebrities, which I would think maybe what translates to the everyday consumer would be different than <laughs> a statement moment with a celebrity. Um, how do you... First of all, yeah, what's inspiring you on the activewear front? And is it the same when it comes to your your styling clients? Yeah, well, styling and designing is totally different, but they do um, inform each other. So when, you know, when I'm in a fitting with a client and, you know, we're talking about a certain, you know, waistline, like where, you know, preferences and, and cups and, you know, raw fat, this and this and that, like I take all of that into my design work. But as far as inspo, I'm a fashion girl. I have been my whole life. So my inspiration really comes from fashion, you know, like runways and and street style and, you know, things like that. And I think that's why we look the way we look. Like that's why, like that's why the design is so, you know, different maybe than other activewear brands, but I love to work out and I love, uh, sports and I love vintage sportswear. And so I'm also inspired by classic, you know, older brands that, um, had that sportswear feel and that sportswear vibe, you know, um, so my inspo is always, it, it, it is fashion, but I am also, you know, a product of the 90s. So that, uh, that inspo and that undertone is, is inevitable always. I think it's something that um, Eleanor and I are both millennials, you know, so we came of age during this, this time. So it's always going to be there. It's always going to be there for us. It is authentic. That theme. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. I love the '90s. I hear you. Tell me, <laughs> tell me about. Yeah, um, it's like we love the we love the '90s, and we also love like the early 2000s because you know that's iconic to our coming of age and being young adults. And so when we think about that era in our lives, it's like happy, and I don't know. It's just like it's it's like oh my god, remember when we used to wear that? And, and we see all these things come back, you know. For sure. So. Tell me about the evolution beyond your, your launching swimwear. Um, I've been seeing some things and, and I could be wrong that I'm like, oh, that feels new or maybe that's new for the brand. Um, for instance, like ski, the little ski wear, ski sweaters. I've been seeing more logos. Is that intentional? Um, tell me more about the evolution. Wow, you're on it. You you know the brand well. So we put out, how many styles a month do we put out, Ollie? Like 20 to 30 styles a month 20 to 30 yeah yeah mm-hmm. so it's a wholesale we offer that usually online it's about 15 um 20 so we are constantly adding new product i think with the ski stuff we've always offered it in december but this year we got a little bit more deep with it and we added some really cute sweaters we got into cotton cashmere polar fleece so these layering pieces um and then the logo is just a work in progress, but we're always thinking when we started, we had logos on everything. Our first season was logoed out. And a lot of buyers said, chill on the logo. <laughs> yeah, because they didn't they didn't know who we were, you know? And 
Rightfully so. I mean, I don't know. I don't know what we were thinking, but like we were really, we were really, we were really you were confident. You're proud of yourselves. They would just, yeah, we we're like buy a legging that says year of ours. I think our, our thought was how are we going to differentiate our, our product from anything else? We have to put a logo on it. And then slowly we learned that what differentiates us is our fit, is our color, is our, you know, our style, our the design, it speaks for itself. So we don't need to blast year of ours on a leg, you know? Um, but now people know the brand more. And so, you know, they they do want to wear like a legging with like our branded elastic because they they're like, yeah, it's year of ours, you know? And so, also just knowing how we're doing with that. our our low our branding on it. I think it's I think we're there. I think we're there and we're we're getting there more and more. I don't think our product will always have, like, not every product will have a logo. But I think we're trying to develop more kind of sweatshirts or hats or maybe a, a certain series that does have a logo on it. Um, you know, so it hits both customers. But it makes sense to have that logo there whenever they're, especially, like, you have these celebrity fans. <laughs> if there's a signature element, whether it's a logo or a, a little tab, it makes great sense. Have, have celebrities been instrumental in, in driving the growth at all? I know it's been worn, your brand's been worn by the likes of Tinks and, like, Hailey Bieber. But, yeah, um, how important is that? Are you gifting a lot? We do gift a lot. We've always gifted a lot. It's kind of a a weird model. And I tell people this sometimes, I think Ollie and I both kind of grew up around the skate industry. And that was such a thing in the nineties and early two thousands to just get like fed product. And I think that's just so important to get the right people in your, your clothing. I think we really like kind of learned in that world. Um, so we always have pretty large gifting budgets every month and we want people in the product that we, you know, align with, or we gift our, a lot of our friends. We just feel like it really makes it feel organic. We don't pay anyone to wear a product. We never have. Um, so that's been really amazing over the last seven years. Uh, but I think celebrities do help. I think it is, I think it is helpful, of course, to have a Tinks or a SZA or, you know, a Haley Baldwin to wear your product or Haley Bieber. Um, I think it's, yeah, I think it's great. To bring it back, I would just say I, I like to ask this question because a lot of the listeners of the Glossy Podcast are founders, budding, yeah, budding brand leaders. Um, what's challenging you right now? Like, what's weighing on your mind? Obviously, there's a looming recession. Um, talk to me. How would you describe it? Um, I think for me, it's just been growth for management. You know, I was in sales before in development and we started this brand and all of a sudden I'm a CEO, which I still am not comfortable with that title, but nobody else carries it at the brand. So I guess it's me <laughs> <laughs> and just management and, you know, being able to have uh, conversations, whether they're negative or positive with people on the team. It's, it's been a huge growth element and I'm working on it all the time. Um, as far as a recession, you know, I think it's in everybody's mind, but we had to live through COVID already. So just trying to stay positive as possible because those years were insane. And I think it strengthened all of us. Um, I don't know, Ollie, what do you have to add there? I think um, just entering year seven, it's, it's, it's like, wow. You know, like I, I keep being so nostalgic and going back into like different photo albums from like 2016 and 2017 and seeing our shoots and just, you know, think like pictures, like inspo pics and stuff. And just like now it's like, 
where what's going what where are we going as a company and like diving into that is really interesting and it's like emotional and it's like it's like you know it's like where our customer is where she's going who our new customer is what she's doing and diving into that now is like where I'm at in my head I think we, well Eleanor and I both are at but like I'm just such an emotional person. So I'm like really like. Holly's oh, very like, emotional. We I'm love like, that. You know, about I'm, her. Just, I'm just so, yeah, I'm just that. so like, I'm so into like discovering this and, and like who we are, who we were, who we are, who we're going to become, you know? So that's just where I'm at in my head right now. Yeah, I like think staying because true. Because we to are going to grow. Yeah, we're, but we're, yeah, who exactly? Who we've been, who we are, where, who we will become, but still like staying true to ourselves and like what, what that looks like, you know? I think Um, there is a heavy weight on us of like where we want to go because we know there's so much potential and we've learned so much and we've kind of, I guess, been a little bit more relaxed on progressive growth. So I think we're at that point that we're like, okay, let's do this now. You know, we have both feet in the ground. We're profitable. We are, we have a great team. Like let's, let's go, you know, and what does that look like? And let's make sure we do it right. Totally. Really quick. Let's talk about the team. Um, it's a challenge when you start very small and are growing out, um, hiring, making new hires. Not everybody was there from day one or maybe gets it or um, has the same passion for the brand. And first of all, are you are all in the office? Um, are you all, you all come together every day? What's the setup? No, actually a lot of the team is remote. So that's a, that's a work model I believe in. Um, you know, even pre 2020, I think that it's really important that people kind of work in their own timelines. I think you're more productive that way, you know, whether you're in design or you're in sales, you know, I think if you're a sales rep, it's good to be in front of your retailers and taking them, you know, to workout classes and visiting them instead of just behind a computer writing emails for follow-ups all day. Or if you're in design, obviously, Ollie's, you know, shopping, she's got other jobs. Like, I think that actually helps the design process in-house. Um, so yeah, we have meetings, obviously, and we meet up probably once a week for design and then, you know, sales marketing all different, but it's a very fluid, flexible work schedule. And I think we're at the point that we do have a team that's super reliable and productive in this workflow. What was your most recent hire and what is your ideal next hire in terms of the role or position? Most recent. I mean, I... I just brought on a community man, a community manager for the East Coast who was one of our ambassadors. She started in January and she's been amazing already. She just did a class with 40 female trainers at Barry's in Miami, which I don't think any other brands ever done um, these types of classes. And it was just a hit. All the women were so happy to connect because the female trainer community can be quite competitive. And it was really to have this moment where they connect a network rather than have that, you know feeling of being competitive. Um, next big hire, we really need a marketing director. <laughs> so hopefully in the next yeah. six months. <laughs> that is definitely Put the word it. out there, guys. <laughs> yeah. 100. Nice. Well, yeah, ideal. They would just be um, customer acquisition, eye on that, eye on the emerging platforms. What are you, what are you in need of? Uh, really partnerships was something that we've had a really hard time hitting is partnerships and collaborations. We've tried to do it through 
PR and other freelance marketing people. And we actually have a pretty big collaboration that we built in-house that comes out in July that we're super excited about. But I think it's really our first like major product collab, right, Ollie? Definitely. Definitely. Um, it's pretty major. Um, but yeah, like Eleanor says, we want more of those. And we have been approached, but none of them have really felt right um, to our company ethos. And I don't know, it's just, I, yeah, I think that's, that's what we really want is more, more of those like bigger collabs and partnerships. Yeah. Partnerships for, for sure. sure. Yeah. And then, you know, someone that handles yeah. those larger scale events for launches and things like that. 2023, the year ahead, what are your goals? What can we expect to see from the brand? Oh, well, we're launching Swim, which is massive in March. And so we'll have three deliveries there. That is just, I mean, that is coming and we're coming in hot. And then in July, we have a major partnership, which we're so excited about. Um, I think in fall, we're talking about kind of growing more of our recreational community events into new sports. As you know, we do tennis, which starts in March again, but we want to kind of explore new activities in that world. Different sports. Different yeah. sports. Okay. Yeah. And then I think winter will see. And then also maternity. Oh, right. We Ooh. are, uh, yeah, we are um, offering more styles in maternity. Um, so I'm excited about that. Maternity and curve. Are your, maybe your smallest size, your largest size, are there, I guess, um, w- trends in terms of what's selling? Um, is it pretty even across the board? Can Is there an obvious white space where people are like, finding you because you're the only one that offers it or I don't know what can you tell about the what's selling in terms of sizes hmm I mean small is always our biggest top seller I think it's just across the board maybe just in general that's a very popular size um I don't know Ollie what do you think as far as people come to us for well you know I I think that yes small is popular because you know I People can be short, tall, what, you know, any type, body type and still be small. But I think, um, I don't know if this is answering the question, but I would want to bring this up. Like we always talk about like size medium and there, I mean, size medium is the most common size, right? And maybe like how we can represent size mediums a little bit more. So we are using like size medium models which I don't think a lot of people are doing because um, we, you know, we have the curve and we are going to be launching curve, but just representing a large and a medium is something that we are trying to incorporate with our models. So those images are on our website. So maybe, you know, uh, we will be, you, you know what I mean? So maybe like those size yeah. larges and the size mediums will know to come to us for, you know, our football legging and for our our V-waist legging, our Veronica leggings, stuff like that. I think. I will say, for sure. I think all size, I would say too, with women, I mean, the comments I've heard, but of course people don't probably tell me negative things a lot, is everyone in different sizes love the brand. You yeah. know, like I have friends that are extra small. Yeah. We have trainers that are extra small. We'll have... A trainer that's a large that works out all the time, Excel, you know, friends, customers, they love the fit across the board on sizing. So I think that's really important. 
For sure. That makes sense. And you just, you've had double, you've doubled your revenue every year. Is that a goal every year or lucky you? (laughs) It works out that way. No, I mean, I think you get to a certain point that's almost impossible to keep that traction unless, you know, something does come in from the outside to really expand. I think something hopefully in 2024 is you know, we do start looking at um, brick and mortar. I think that's something that we could definitely do maybe in LA or Miami, um, just so people can actually come in and try on the whole product line as we grow the DDC business in general and have these new, these new areas. Um, But yeah. Alejandra, are you like, I would just want to put every celebrity that I'm styling in my own brand. (laughs) I do. I mean, I've always, I've always, um, whoever I work with, you know, they, uh, they, they love wearing the brand and, um, but you know, it kind of like happens like with the SZA thing, um, with the, for the Kill Bill video, it's very rare that active wear is part of the story in the music video. And it just so happened there was a scene where, it required for her to be wearing active wear. So I was like, well, you're definitely going to be wearing your Mars. So, um, so yes, it is, it is a goal, but it's not always, you know, it's not always something where it can get that like media moment. Cause it's usually like anytime a celebrity wears our stuff, it's usually when they're papped after like leaving a hot Pilates or a soul cycle. So, um, so yeah, so if I can fit it in, I will. If not, the girls I dress always get really good year of our stuff for their regular life anyway. Well, I yeah. love your approach, you guys. I just, I always <laughs> allude to this blanding of fashion and the fact that your stuff isn't boring and it's activewear. Anyway, yay, go team. <laughs> yay, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks so much for being here. Great chatting. That's been great. Thank you. Thank you so much. That's all for this episode. Our theme music is by Otis McDonald. Be sure to give us a rating on Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening to the Glossy Podcast. See you next week.